They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 2 of Soul Food titled Taqwa. In this episode, we're going to cover the importance of lovingly giving advice, the meaning of taqwa, and the benefits of taqwa, of being mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're continuing with this beautiful book, The Blissful Gift, Al-Atiyya Al-Haniyya, by Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas. So we looked at, in the last episode, the basis for counsel, which is sincerely giving Allah, His book, His messenger, and all the Muslims their rights. And one of the most amazing experiences that inshallah I pray that each and every one of you experiences and tastes in your life on the spiritual path as you refine your soul is the experience of love. A love that's it's so far above lust. I mean, in today's world, it's very sad that people almost always associate love with desire, like a lowly human desire. But that love is actually a spiritual experience and love that's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it takes place in the soul. That love is so far above anything related to the lowly desires of the nafs. So when we're talking about lovingly giving advice, and loving others, it's something that goes so far above and beyond the way that that word is often used in society today. You know, we see that the love that we owe the Prophet ﷺ through loving his family and companions, we see that loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the pinnacle of religion, that loving other believers, telling people that you love them, all of that is part of the experience of Iman. So then Habib Ali writes after his introduction to the book, he says to proceed, Dear righteous and most beloved brother, he was writing it to a particular individual, I advise you and myself to have taqwa of Allah. And this is a beautiful introduction, a beautiful opening to his book after the introduction, where he says, Dear righteous and most beloved brother, this teaches us that when we see other people, we have to have a good opinion of them and see their greatest potential and highlight what good they have without being fake and just flattering someone, but seeing the potential in them and wanting the best of that for them. And you see how he says, a most beloved brother. And it's funny because I'm just thinking from my own life experience, how often I've heard someone say, ittaqillah have taqwa of Allah, but it really sometimes emanates from a heart that's full of anger or enmity. And even if it comes from someone who that's their, their state, if what they're saying is actually true and it benefits you, then you should take that advice based on the fact that it's accurate advice, not based on the one who's giving it. But 
the state of the heart of the person who's giving you advice will have an impact on you. So when you or you're giving advice to someone else or someone else gives advice to you and it comes from a heart that is full of love, it will have a strong impact on you or it'll have a strong impact on the person you're giving advice to. So here, Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan, he shows us that religion is sincere counsel and he's telling this person that he's writing this book for I sincerely want good for you and I love you. I have this love for you that's connected to the love of Iman and the love that's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So when you talk to someone like that, it opens the heart. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he opens our hearts to this advice and the entire book that is to come. And it shows that we should express our love for one another. That's another thing. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, if a man loves his brother, let him inform him that he loves him. And the same could be said for women as well. That when you love someone for Allah's sake, it's not something, oftentimes men are usually a bit more self-conscious about saying it or how it will be understood, or they might be a bit more reserved about those kinds of emotions. But the Prophet says, let him inform him that he loves him. That's something that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to express that love. And once again, this is way above the kind of lustful desire that is often associated with love in today's world. This is something lofty and spiritual. There's a famous and beautiful hadith where the Prophet wasallam, he was going to give Sayyidina Mu'adh ibn Jabal some advice. So he said to him, Ya Mu'adh, wallahi inni la'uhibbuka. O Mu'adh, by Allah, I truly love you. Imagine for a moment, just think about this, that the Messenger of Allah wasallam, the one who was sent as a mercy to the worlds, the most beloved of all of Allah's servants and all of creation, says to you, I swear by Allah that I truly love you. What is that going to do to a person's heart? How is that going to open them up to whatever advice they're about to receive? It is a piece of advice and a moment in your life that you would never forget. And that shows us the beautiful way that the Prophet ﷺ teaches. He said, Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi inni la'uhibbuka. I, by Allah, I truly love you, O Mu'adh. فأوصيك فقال أوصيك يا معاذ لا تدعن في دبر كل صلاة تقول So I counsel you, I give you this wasiyah, this counsel, O Mu'adh, after each prayer to always say اللهم أعني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك O Allah, assist me in remembrance of you, gratitude to you, and excellence in worshiping you. The Prophet ﷺ taught him this dua and this hadith when they teach it to people it is known as hadith al-mahabba al-musalsal bil-mahabba the hadith that is taught and connected to love that even when shuyukh they'll teach it to their students they'll tell their students I love you so do not leave after every prayer except that you say Oh Allah assist me in remembrance of you, gratitude to you, and excellence in worshiping you. So that brings us to the next point, the meaning of taqwa. So 
Imam uh, Ali bin Hassan al-Attas, he starts off saying that taqwa is, uh, I counsel you to have taqwa. So what is it that taqwa really is? Taqwa consists of refraining from that which Allah has prohibited and fulfilling that which He has commanded. And he says, this is the advice of the Lord of the worlds found in the clear book, the Qur'an, and is the advice for all people. And taqwa is refraining from what Allah has prohibited and fulfilling that which He has commanded. And taqwa is really what the entire religion is about. It is the state of heart that influences every action of the limbs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and teaches us that this is really the currency of the akhirah, the provision for the akhirah. Allah says, وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهِ وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُونِ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Whatever good you do, Allah knows of it. And take provisions for the journey. Surely the best provision is taqwa, is righteousness. And be mindful of me, O people of reason. So it's the currency of the hereafter. And then the author says in the book, the explanation of this, of taqwa, is clear from the mighty book, the radiant sunnah, and from the sayings of the pious predecessors and scholars. So that's the meaning of taqwa, and that's why it's so important. But then in addition to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an that there are so many benefits to having taqwa. So what are some of those benefits? You know, we're not just looking at the negative impacts of not having taqwa and sort of the dangerous side of not having taqwa, but Allah also tells us of all of these amazing benefits. The first is a release from difficulty and an increase in your provisions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ And whoever is mindful of Allah, He will make a way out for them. And He will provide for him from where he never expected. وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ And whoever puts his trust in Allah, Allah is sufficient for them. So here Allah says, if you have taqwa, He will make a way out for you. Even if you think that there's no way out, I can't see a solution to my situation except to make a shortcut or to do something that goes against what I know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me. No, if you have taqwa, Allah will make a way out for you and he will provide for you from where you never expected. Another of the benefits of taqwa is divinely inspired knowledge, what is known as al-ilm al-ladunni that Allah will inspire you with knowledge directly from Him. And Allah says in the Qur'an, Be mindful of Allah, have taqwa, and Allah will teach you. Meaning that Allah will give you knowledge directly from Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another of the benefits of taqwa is being protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having this divine protection and whoever is protected by Allah, no one can harm them. Allah says, And then we will deliver those who were devout. We will give deliverance to those who were people of taqwa. And finally, one of the most commonly known benefits of taqwa is that you will be granted a beautiful end to your life, what is known as husnul khatima, and you will be granted paradise 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each and every one of us that and make us people of taqwa and make us realized in the realities of mindfulness of Him and righteousness. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. So finally, this brings us to the call to action. If you want to be included in the nasiha of the Prophet ﷺ, the advice, the wasiyah of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, and you want to actualize one of the greatest ways to have taqwa, then one of the greatest things that you can do is commit to the dua that the Prophet ﷺ taught Sayyidina Mu'adh. When he said, Mu'adh, I swear by Allah that I truly love you. Scholars say, if you want to have a portion of the Prophet Sallallahu love, if you want to be beloved to the Prophet Sallallahu then also follow this counsel and commit to it for the rest of your life. So the call to action is from now on till the end of your life after every salah, always say and never leave it out to say, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. And inshallah in the show notes, We'll have the Arabic dua and we'll have the transliteration in English and the translation of this dua so that we can commit to it, inshallah, for the rest of our lives and we can always have it with us after every prayer so that we're included in that love from the Prophet ﷺ. May Allah bless us in these nights of Ramadan. May Allah give us the realities of fasting and the recitation of the Qur'an and give us great openings through His mercy and grace. Remember us in your du'as, and inshallah we'll see you all tomorrow. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.